Ballet Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that was... A beautiful moment of symmetry, unplanned. <laughs> One, we should work out a harmony in future. Yeah. Oh no, we, I can't do harmonies. I follow the person to the note that they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, babes. Hi, babes. I really like your glasses. Oh, thanks. I'm. I've got that kind of that real Sunday feeling of you know what? It's been a busy week. I'm just gonna pop on a hoodie. I'm not gonna wear contacts. Hey, shove look, on my glasses. You look great. Oh, thank they're you. Very nice. How's it going? What's going on? Um, nothing major to report. Busy week. I think I've slightly put out my neck um, doing <laughs> exercise because I don't know if you know this, but I do exercise. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and so, we're not young. And we're, and we're not. That's <laughs> proven by. You doing that and me hurting my back doing a like twerk dance move the other week. That's right. Oh my God. You saying twerk dance move. I am my own mother. Okay. <laughs> I am Laura York. So I think I've slightly hurt my neck. And so now I'm essentially like Rue on Drag Race on the panel where I can't turn <laughs> left or right that much. I love it. Yeah, that's it. Which is great because you're right in front of me. <laughs> right. You've, you've been away. I have. What's I went, been going on? I went on a little trip to a place called Idlewild. Mm-hmm. It's a little mountain town uh, just by Palm Springs, a couple of hours outside of LA. I had a very relaxing time. It was a, a lovely cabin. There was a hot tub. Oh, was there snow? There was it... snow. Yeah, we arrived in snow and it was like, we, we actually also tried to go into the wrong cabin, which is quite bad because we probably could have been shot by some Idlewild locals. Mm-hmm. We got the number wrong of the cabin that we were going to, and we were trying to use the key to get into this cabin, and then we realized we were at the wrong house. And in America, that's not that funny, because you really could get shot, because we drove past the house the next day, and it had a big red truck outside of it, aka big red truck equal Republican. Well, also that that truck, it's a big red truck, because they've got to carry things around. Yeah, exactly, to remove our corpses. So yeah, but apart from that, it was lovely. It was... There was, I, I worked from the house and then uh, we had a hot tub every evening and that was it. Oh, did <laughs> you play board games? A little drink in that hot tub. Yeah, a little glass of wine in the hot tub. A glass, glass of vino in the bubbles. Yeah, and then we, uh, and then we played board games. <laughs> so yeah, so I feel very revitalized and fresh. Oh, lovely. You look at, you seem it. I've offered you a coffee and you haven't taken one. Oh, I forgot to. No, but you don't even need it. Look at you go. A pep in my step. Mm-hmm. You've got a pep <laughs> in your step and I've got a crick in my neck <laughs> so on this very special episode yes. you may have seen in the description we are doing a whole episode where we talk about the producer dark child the music impresario is that the word don't even know what that means <laughs> mogul 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 Bengali. always makes you think of like pete Waterman. yikes <laughs> So you out there will all know Dark Child songs, whether you realize it or not. And we're going to do a whole episode where we talk about them. And for this very special episode, we have the guys coming on from the Right Back At Your podcast. Yes. So get excited about that. But before that, shall we have a little listen to a Rodney Jerkins, a.k.a. Dark Child song, Feedback, and do some feedback? I mean, we have to. <laughs> Okay, on the feedback on the Instagram, we've had Kaylee Elizabeth 314. 
And she said that she can confirm, unfortunately, that yonks is not used in the Midwest, but dolled up is very much a common phrase, especially for date night. And she also says that they have pick and mixes for candy in malls, notably a store called Mr. Bulky. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, she said that she loves her two shout outs recently. And can she officially submit her application for Midwest correspondent? I've actually got the application here. Oh, oh, it went through HR. It went through HR. It's been accepted. Oh, well, there you go. Perfect. Kaylee Elizabeth, you are Midwest correspondent. <laughs> I love it. We've got podcast nemesis, Michael. Yep. We've got CLC. That's core listener, Charlie. We've got celeb booker, Billy. Angel investor, Teddy. Yes. <laughs> got a lot, a real cast of characters. That guy in Texas that always loves us saying y'all. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and also, I think we should make, um, I was thinking Lydia has obviously sent so many wonderful things yes. to us. So I'm wondering if she could be head of imports, exports. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> What else you got for us, babes, in the feedback front? Uh, We got a message from Callum Scott. Uh, He said, Hi guys, love the podcast. This week's episode marks the first one where I'm caught up. I'm having vivid changing room flashbacks and I just wanted to share Handy Andy's single, If I Had a Hammer. Mm. Because why should I be the only one remembering it? (laughs) P.S. My boyfriend Clavon would like to add to the clamour for a Sugar Babe special. (laughs) Okay. We hear you loud and clear. Clavon, C L E A V O N. We hear Clavon. We hear Clavon's clamoring loud and clear <laughs> for a sugar babe special. It will be coming at some point. Maybe we should do that for our fiftieth. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because this is episode forty-five. Now, do you think we could get Rodney Darkchild Jerkins to do a remix of a Handy Andy's "If I Had a Hammer"? <laughs> Only if he also drops in a bit of the sugar babes as well. <laughs> Wow, okay. Also, just real quick, if you can hit, if it does sound like me and Ben are recording in the Rainforest Cafe, it's just because they're not animatronic birds, they're real birds outside of Ben's window. Yes. <laughs> the we, French doors are open. We, oh, I love, I love how you're referring to this crickety-crackety old door as like a French door. Let's chill out. Well, what do you think it is? Like a Belgian door? Uh, I, <laughs> I would say it is very much a, a, a sticking sliding door that doesn't really work. We have had some feedback on our Apple Podcast reviews. We love it when we get these. Yes. Please review us on Apple Podcasts. Someone with a username that's just a jumble of letters and numbers and words says obsessed Oh. and gave us five stars. Correct answer. That's correct. And they say, I found the show through Drag Race UK recap. I'm obsessed with these two. Thank you for your service. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> what, you, what would you mean thank <laughs> you for your service? Do you think we're referring back to OBEs and things? Is yeah. that your issue? Veterans. It's a little bit like... Oh, oh, I see, I see. <laughs> we're veterans of 2000s pop culture. Uh-oh. <laughs> if you'd like to leave us any feedback, you know we're going to read it out. Yeah? Uh, do get in touch on our Instagram, You're Welcome America. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. There's an email, isn't there? Yep, it's You're Welcome America Podcast at gmail.com. And that's you are the letters you are, not Y-O-U-R. We also have a Twitter at You're Welcome USA, which I seem to have decided to start using. And I'm just really using it to like look at people that I find attractive and, you know... Few, send a few little likes and things about people that I find attractive. But hey, come on over there and see see me being a pervert on uh, Twitter.com. Right, shall we do this? Yeah. And we are back. We are now officially in the Dark Child special. And we want to welcome to the podcast, David and Joel from Right Back At Ya. 
Hello. Hey. Beaming, beaming all the way in from London. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. It's such a thrill and such a pleasure. I mean, this is... I feel like this is how the Saturdays would have like done their Dark Child recording with that eight hour time difference. <laughs> I do not believe they were in the same room together, but you know what? We are here in spirit together. Well, I actually have to call your bluff on that because as someone who watched every episode of Chasing the Saturdays, do you not remember the scene where they're all in the studio with Dark Child in, uh, in LA? Do you remember that? For God's sakes, David, we're here for one minute and you're already showing us up. <laughs> I do not recall seeing that, but look, very happy for the girls. Look, the girls, they got their business class seats and they got, they earned those air miles and they came over here and they remember they went rollerblading down Venice Boulevard. I, I have to say, I don't like the thought of poor Una in that LA sun. I hope she had a good SPF on. Oh God. Oh yes, Charles. She's okay. Mm. Well, any, any chance for a brand collab there? <laughs> That's very true. Yes. Bar- Barry M SPF maybe. <laughs> That'd be good. Also, Una out here, she could actually busk on Venice Boardwalk, couldn't she, with her guitar? She wow. We have already, we know this is going to be a corker of a, an episode because we've already gone all over the joint so we have the guys in the right back at you podcast joining us for our dark child special hey before we get into it tell tell us about your podcast what's it about because i have a funny feeling our listeners are gonna are gonna love it okay so our podcast right back at you is a big celebration of 2000s pop music so every episode we will take an icon or a uh, unloved legend <laughs> and we will deep dive into their back catalogue and give them the absolute celebration and justice they deserve. There is no such thing as a novelty hit or, you know, a cheesy song at Right Back At Ya. It is all loved. It is all respected. So, yeah, if that sounds like a bit of you, head over to Right Back At Ya. And also, as I was just saying before we started recording, your last episode, you had Tina Barrett from S Club 7 fame on, and I learned that she was originally a mystique before she was an S Club. I learned that from the the two of you. Well, that's what we're here to do, to (laughs) educate the world. (laughs) We're here to entertain and educate edutainment is what we do oh, beautiful. specializing yeah. in the y2k realm yeah so honestly department of education we are available <laughs> we are we we like to say like we have fun taking pop music seriously and as you've already like gathered in this small amount of time there's a lot of tangents along the way oh i mean oh well you've, you've come to the right place for that we, <laughs> yeah. sometimes we're in places where we don't know how we got there we, we usually end up back at the millennium dome yeah that's often where we end up or on New Year's Eve Y2K, just yes. discussing the Y2K bug. And for some reason, all roads lead us back to, yeah, uh, Millennium Dome, Loose Women, and Not Such an Innocent Girl by Victoria Beckham. We yeah. seem to always end up in oh those three God. places. <laughs> that is the Holy Trinity. What else do you need in life? This is it. <laughs> so we are going to be discussing Dark Child on this episode. Before we get into it, I'm going to give I'm going to give us gals a little bio that mm. I've just whipped together from from Wikipedia essentially. <laughs> so Rodney Dark Child Jerkins, he was born Atlantic City, New Jersey, and I noticed in his younger years when he was on the up because he's a, a big music producer and writer, he refused a lot of big offers. Mm. So I feel like P Diddy offered like a, a deal with him. He was like, no, 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 I'm gonna build, I'm gonna build my own empire. And build his own empire, he did. Now, I'm already going to interrupt you oh, and God. say, is Dark Child his, you know, given middle name? Because you read it like it was he was christened at birth Rodney Dark Child Jerkins, which what? feels problematic. I'm pretty sure, well, it was another time. 
And I'm glad the the person of color is are saying these words to me. Thank you very much. But I'm I'm hazarding a guess and thinking, no, that's not his given name. <laughs> okay. But for our listeners who are not fully aware of Dark Child, you 100% are. You might just not know. I'm going to read just a paragraph from his Wikipedia that just sums up some of the biggest songs from his career. Okay. Among his most successful productions are, the first one listed, listed is Tell Me by Mel B. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> I saw that on, that is at the top of the Wikipedia page. Also, and that I'm is gonna... also on top of my CD shelf currently. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I'm waiting for the summer so I can put it on display. That sexy bikini photo mm. of Mel B, tanned, oiled up, a vision of summer. Oh, yes, absolute Charles. <laughs> Beautiful. So you might not know, listeners out there, you might not know Tell Me. We 100% do. Uh, but other really huge songs that he did, uh, The Boy Is Mine. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. Say My Name and Cater To You by Destiny's Child. Cater To You, great song, slightly problematic. It's fine. <laughs> if You Had My Love by J-Lo, He Wasn't Man Enough by Tony oh. Braxton. Oh. You've oh. got Deja Vu by Beyonce, Telephone by Gaga. Oh. I mean, you've got you've got oh. it all going on in there. So Angel by Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the deepest of cuts. Now, as as you can probably so deep that it's not available in the UK. Oh. Well, is, is it available in the Too US? Good, oh, no, that's a very sad. Oh. oh, is that? Yeah, feel free to send flowers and condolence <laughs> cards. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually why we moved to the US, just so we could stream that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you the, the flip side of that. Please stream it on my behalf. <laughs> of that is there are i've noticed because i'm on apple music so i'm strange there's a lot of songs from back at home that i can't get a hold of these days well a lot for, of uh, a lot of talisa joints that i tried to get a hold of that i couldn't yeah oh i think well talisa daddy's available and that's yes. important for us <laughs> yeah we can have daddy by talisa but not live it up oh live it up <laughs> what a song okay the way it's gonna work is the four of us are gonna bring to the table one of our favorite dark child tracks going to talk about it discuss it dissect it and we're just going to enjoy and appreciate dark child so to kick things off fraser babes <laughs> what dark child song are you bringing to the table well as you said so many songs that so many people know you know your big ones your lady gaga's your beyonce's so i thought what i'd do is get everyone to cast their mind back to the year 2003 okay to a little movie that came out starring miss jessica alba Called Honey. What a classic. <laughs> are we, yeah, I was going to say, you UK gals, are we all on the same page about Honey? Thoughts and feelings about that movie? I had Honey on um, Pirate DVD when it came out. <laughs> Security. <laughs> like, um, basically, there was the, I had a local hair, well, the, the hairdressers I went to when I was a kid, if you were lucky enough, um, this is, you know, living in Essex, little behind the scenes tidbit into my growing up here. If you were lucky enough, um, someone that, you know, you know, what what we could say, they were an independent business, maybe, you know. <laughs> the FBI's listening, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I was underage. I didn't know any better. Um, someone would come in and offer you kind of the the, the latest offerings. Um, and Honey straight away had to have it. I also, I remember getting um, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen mm-hmm. starring Lindsay Lohan. Fabulous. Um, I do remember requesting to the person, you know, is there any chance you could get a few more Disney Channel original movies in the mix? They didn't take that on board. Yeah, um, bad business. But Honey had to have it and it had a pride of place for a long time. Well, I, Joel, I have to ask you, while you were in there at the hairdressers, talk me through the hairstyle you were getting done in that year. 
Oh gosh. Um, this was like it was Jessica Alba's hairstyle, basically. Yeah, problematic. Yeah, problematic. I, was, I was like <laughs> a crispy. Curl. I'll buy this, so it's the reference picture. Um, no, I mean, look, if we're talking about two thousand and four, I was about thirteen, so um, was not you know peak awkward JB. So awkward time for for us all. <laughs> got it. Got it. So so yes, the movie Honey. Obviously, I'm not going to go into the full plot of the movie, but what I will say, it's about Jessica Alba being a becoming a world star choreographer and you know going from her tiny dance studio to suddenly running her own honey daniels dance corporation i think is the name of her company i think well the, well, the best part of that movie is where her choreo is inspired by dribbling a basketball yes you remember she starts like <laughs> bouncing that ball and she's like wait a minute yeah what what i am gonna say is there's some quite problematic elements of the movie honey and just jessica albert as the star of that movie and some of the influences within that movie it's all a little bit like okay okay anyway we're just going to move on from that basically at the end of the movie to show that honey is a success we see missy elliott arriving at the honey daniels dance school choreography training camp whatever she's called it and she's and missy elliott's like hey honey this is black they're a hot new girl group. This is Honey Daniel. She's the hottest choreographer ever. And then basically we move into the music video for the song that I want to discuss, which is the Dark Child produced song, I'm Good by Black. Now, I want you to spell out black for us, please. <laughs> Just spell that, please. B-L-A-Q-U-E. Beautiful. So this song is, I'm just going to touch on a little kind of production quality that I think is quintessential Dark Child. I think that there's a running theme in a lot of his songs, and it sounds like someone hitting a saucepan with a spoon. <laughs> That's kind of. Can you could you could you make reenact that sound for oh, us? Yes, please. Yeah, we kind of we like are in the bell, we please. are in the You're Welcome America studio kitchen. So technically, oh, yeah, hang on, prop, he's going to get a prop. I'm just going to narrate the scene. Um, Fraser is going to get a prop from the cupboard. Sounds like the track already. <laughs> Who's going to say Dark Child 2000? <laughs> Dark Child okay. 2K. Okay, so it's okay like, hang on. So it's, it's basically like, I'm good, I'm good without you. I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> also, this noise, oh, we scared, we scared Ben's dog. Sorry, Fabio. This noise is also in the Dark Child produced song, uh, What About Us by Brandy. But it's more of a... Why don't you return my call? Why you I feel like I'm happy? in primary school music lessons right now. This is surreal. Oh my god, how David, how amazing would it be if now kids in school got taught music through dark child songs? <laughs> like that with uh teaspoons and saucepans, yes. Oh. It would be amazing. That would inspire a whole new generation just to, just to love the arts, I think. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like you too can get into music production this way. <laughs> So I just wanted to uh, just quickly check with everyone about everyone's knowledge of the song I'm Good by Black. I'll start with you, Ben. Did you know this song yes. from back in the day? So Did you I, have the Honey soundtrack? I, I 100%. So what was this, 2004? Uh, 2004 is when this song was released. Okay, yeah. so we're talking my first year of uni. Is that right? My first year of uni. I went to see it. I was obsessed with it. Had the soundtrack. And I absolutely loved the song. Also, shout out to the song... Um, on the on the soundtrack which was i believe i can yolanda I believe adams I oh yolanda yes that's a bomb. that's a good one really yeah, uplifting banger. you yeah. know 
if, um, you, if you're ever if you're ever in need of saving like a, a youth center by putting on a dance show i recommend doing it to the song by yolanda adams yeah. it really uplifts the audience and makes them donate for your youth center it was like very much that scene was very much like a y2k version of sister act very like take off your robes take off your robes take off your robes <laughs> you know <laughs> Um, yeah, you could get you could literally go from the Sister Act 2 song, if you wanna be somebody, if you wanna get somewhere, and then mash into I believe I can. <laughs> there we go. Oh my god, to all all our listeners who are record producers out there, if you could just do that mashup for us. And it could be called Sister Act <laughs> to Honey, but like Sister Act 2 Honey. Oh. Love it. It's really oh my god. Hollywood, are you listening? I mean, we're close to it. I'll shout out Ben's window. Hey, Hollywood, listen to us. Okay, so all to say, I'm Good by Black, very important to me. And I was always confused when I would go to like uni nights and clubs and house parties when I would request it. And everyone's like, what is that? And I'd be like, how do you not know this song? It's amazing. So yeah, those are my thoughts. So uh, Joel and David, thoughts on the song, I'm Good by Black, was it a big part of your life? Well, for me, I have never seen the movie. <gasps> oh, don't. I See, I knew this was coming. The collective clutching of pearls. Right, Joel, gasping. Joel, go get that pirate DVD and just slip it under David's door, please. <laughs> we had this issue a lot when we lived together. I sound like the parent now. Like, actually, this doesn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> How did you miss Listen, it? Listen, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime at the moment. I've been very, very tempted. It's on my watch list, guys. It's up your so street, David. It's I. I can tell it's really up my street. But you know, my introduction into this song, I'm good, came from like Smash Hits magazine because. I knew the soundtrack was hot because everyone was talking about it. So I was just like, okay, I need to check out this song. So I went on LimeWire or I, I got a friend. So you know what? Like, listen, the FBI is going to have a field trip. This episode. <laughs> Firstly, Joel's salon in Essex and now like little old me in Australia <laughs> and my high school friend downloading these tracks for me. So yes, my first way into I'm Good was through a pirated CD that my friend burnt for me. And I hit play. And I was like, oh, my God. I knew it was going to be hot. Like, I just knew it. And it was just, I'd never heard of this group before. Well, no, well, no one had. It no just, one had. Don't worry about it. Well, I thought they had a little bit of success before. I don't know. They did in America. They didn't, it did not translate to the UK. I think people, people, like, collectively, the members of Black had some, like, have had some really strange kind of brushes with fame in other ways so um the girl in black that does the that does the rapping oh my god i literally have turned into my mom Natina. yeah yeah natina so she was in bring it on she was one of the clovers one of oh, the I think um, all three of them are in bring it on yes they? yes i think they are actually it, they're, they're clovers aren't they and then yeah. shamari from black was on one season of the real housewives of atlanta recently where she was a huge flop. Wow. um but i loved her because she got really drunk in one episode and threw up on someone else's sandals and then at the reunion, um, she, the other woman, Eva, from America's Next Top Model, tried to bring up, she's like, she's like, oh, well, you threw up on my sandals, trying to shame her for being drunk. And then Shamari did the greatest housewives moves in history. She got out a Zara gift voucher. And she's like, oh, I Googled them. They're from Zara. Here's uh, $30 to cover them. And everyone was like, ah, Shamari! Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, I wanted to just shout out, I, I, this was in the back of my mind. They were originally called Black Ivory. Mm. And then they became black. Mm. There was a name change. Forgot about that. Um, okay, but David, suffice to say, you, the, an important song for you. 
it was major for me. And I think it sort of came around the time, I can't remember what year this is, but I feel like it's probably the same year of the track that I've picked for this episode. And so it probably is in the same universe as maybe Lose My Breath by Destiny's Child, because production-wise it's very similar. It's got the kind of percolating marching band vibe. And yeah, it just completely fit into everything I was into with pop R&B at the time. Yeah, all on the same LimeWire ripped CD, David. <laughs> I bought Destiny's Fulfilled, I'll have you know. Yeah, well, this was a number 28 smash hit on the ARIA charts, David, in Australia. Yeah. It could have been I'm higher good. if you... Yeah, I'm good. It could have been higher if, you know, you hadn't gone to your mate, oh, I'll put this on a CD <laughs> yeah. for me, will you? Oh my God, guys, this is exactly what happens on our podcast every time. Like the minute something charts well in Australia or charts moderately okay or like flops, I get the blame all the time. I think this is, I think that's very, um, like, you know, a lot of pressure on you and your youth, just in terms of the fact that you had so much control over those charts in Australia. You know, I am single handedly holding up these girls. <laughs> Well, you've got, you know, you have, who's who else is thanking you? Natalie Basingthwaite. I'm trying to think of Stephanie McIntosh. I'm now just naming some American, uh, some Australian You're naming shortuses. icons. That's what you're naming. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa no, Amorosi. Vanessa Amorosi. Oh, my girl, Steph. We want to talk to you just quickly about Vanessa Amorosi. Was she, <laughs> was she any success in Australia? Absolutely everybody. What do you mean any success? <laughs> she is... She is like one of Australia's greatest female pop vocalists. <laughs> I know this sounds slanderous, but to me, she's kind of Australia's Jessie J, but without maybe a little bit more likable than Jessica. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I need to I need to get into other songs from, from Vanessa Amorosi because it was really just absolutely everybody that really blew up. Oh my God. Like, so you don't know about her kind of pinkification phase no. where she did a bit more pop rock. <gasps> Honey, This Is Who I Am by (laughs) Vanessa Amorossi. It's like a Kelly Clarkson meets Pink radio hit moment. Well, I'm going to... And also very suitable for a Dove commercial. (laughs) Why don't we all listen to it? Why don't we all listen to it and then we'll come back and we'll talk about that on our Clubhouse collaboration. (laughs) Absolutely. Perfect. Um, Right. Speaking of the chart position, uh, you're actually... uh, David, you're actually even though you were only responsible for number 28, it's actually one of the highest chart positions in their Wikipedia entry for this song. So um, Germany came, no, no, Switzerland, sorry, came next. Uh, Number 47 was their Mm -hmm. peak position there. Oh, come on, Switzerland. And then uh, in Austria, 57, uh, Germany, 52. And then quite embarrassingly, their lowest (laughs) chart position was on the US hot R&B hip-hop songs, the Billboard charts, they were at number 95 with this song. Oh. That's really disappointing. I'll take it. Yeah, it's still in the top 100. <laughs> it's a top 100 smash it single. Yeah, and and we were kind of mentioning just songs that kind of surround it. And I know that I mentioned it when I did my great uh, pot and pan moment. But yeah, this, com- this came out two years after What About Us by Brandy, uh, the Overprotected, the Dark Child remix of Over- oh. Overprotected by Britney, which is just Gorgeous. fantastic. I don't want to step on your toes, Ben. And um, what else? Oh, yeah, lose your breath as you mentioned. And then just to just to really spread my my kind of knowledge around these these time periods, we kind of touched on it, kind of touched on it earlier. But "Cater to You" by uh, Destiny's Child was a, a Dark Child production. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question for you guys: Have you ever seen? Now we're getting really niche here. There's <laughs> on YouTube. There's Destiny's Child live in Atlanta, <laughs> and it's them doing "Cater to You." And they each pull up a man from the audience each and do like a sexy dance for them. Have you ever seen this? Yeah. 
Yes, yeah. absolutely. And also they did this at, I feel, is it the American Music Awards or one of these major award show where they had like a celebrity male each, I believe, Ooh. on stage. Well, who were the Who were the men? Do we know? Oh my God, I can't remember. But the, I remember the one Beyonce got was actually a really famous movie star. I don't weren't know about the other two. But yeah. weren't they, wasn't Beyonce in a film with that guy? Mm. I mean, possibly. Sounds- now you're really testing my memory because the only movie I can think of Beyonce being in in this era was Godsman. Carmen, oh, the hip hop uh, Oh, common hip hop rap. Wow, that is lost in the sound. I don't of time. remember that at all. I just think of I just think of Gold Member, and then also was she in the Pink Panther movie, or was it just the, the song? And the she Pink was Panther? in the Pink Panther movie right. because on Destiny's Child Live in Atlanta catered to you. When they each do their individual sexy dance, she does it to the Pink Panther theme. So it goes dun 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 dun, mm. and the best bit is she gets like <laughs> she gets right in his face, and like she's got her bum right in his face, and she she goes dun 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 dun, dun, dun. and then that bit she whips her hair in his face. That sounds good. It's really good because then basically then Kelly <laughs> Kelly comes over and does this like sexy thing where she puts the guy's head between her breasts and goes like. Dun, 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 dun. And don't the girls say to each other, or is it Beyonce says to them like Kelly? Work your man. (laughs) Michelle, work your man. And the best part is, is they both have these very strong things. And then they're like, they're Uh like, Michelle, do your thing. And the music turns into this like light flute music. And it's like, and she just like, she's like a little willowy tree. She kind of just drifts over to this guy and was like, and the guy's like, okay, cool. God bless Maybe contemporary dance is more her style. This is it. They were catering to all all styles, exactly. all tastes. So good for them, you know? <laughs> right. Anything else you want to say with I'm Good by Black, produced by Rodney Darkchild Jerkins, before we move on to the next track, babes? I guess I just want to call well, everyone to stream it. <laughs> well, well, particularly yeah. David, because he's got some catching up to do. Well, look, because I'll just, sorry, before we do go on, I as I did, I actually watched Honey two weeks ago, so I've okay. got a few thoughts. Oh, okay, perfect. cool, great. Uh, so the movie doesn't hold up, but it is a lot of fun. <laughs> um, uh, and I just think, right, Honey would make an amazing stage musical because the mm. best films that make stage musical adaptations are actually films that the plot leaves a little bit of room for improvement. And that isn't shade on anything. It's just leaving a bit of room for that medium. And, like, it could be a dark child musical. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Whoa. Also, also, oh, I'm going to build on this. I mean, it naturally has performances. So it builds to that big performance in the, exactly. the town hall, essentially, as I think <laughs> of it in my head. The choreo, the choreographed scene with the basketball. So imagine a huge stage musical number with a song with people just throwing basketballs everywhere. Very high school musical. Yeah, watch out, audience. Yeah. Um, but then I thought this music video um, of Blake was fab. Don't you love, though, how, like, the movie ends and then this starts and then it's just so, like, musical vi- – uh, sorry, music video world because Jessica Alba is suddenly a lot more glamorous than she was in the entire movie. Yes. Um, which is no shade on anything. It's just, you know, two different mediums. I want to have that music video look all the time if I could. It's like, yeah, um, but like- this music video – is great, but also could have been made in current times. You've got like a lot of distanced outdoor dancing and what looks like a socially distant restaurant. And then there's like an edgy, sexy update on fame with the dancing in the street around the taxis. It's like they knew what was to come in 2020, 2021. <laughs> yeah, I do I do like that the like yeah, that the whole theme is meant to be that honey's choreographed it and the choreography's hmm. Fine. Oh, okay. Well, again, wait, as as Joel said, 
all all things that can be updated for the the stage musical of Honey that will be coming to Broadway in the next few years. In fact, that musical will reignite Broadway, and it needs it right now, babes. It needs it. You know, <laughs> it needs it. It's been well, a difficult year. So I guess I'm just going to play out my segment and just give you guys a little another hit from the song. Okay, I'm good. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'm good. I'm good without you. I'm good. I'm good. Wow, that was beautiful. That was stunning. So as we continue the Dark Child special, we're going to throw it over to Joel, and he is going to be telling us about a very important song about just a group of gals. You know, it's from a group of gals that we may know. So Joel, take it away with your Dark Child song. So my Dark Child song is a moment in history for us all. I'm going to take it right back to the year 2000 peak dark child 2000 himself um four girls at the time they'd lost a member it is the spice girls <gasps> with their smash hit single holler oh. <sighs> Now, this was um, like, you know, it was a moment in time. This is, we hadn't seen the Spice Girls in a long time um, with a new song and they came back with a bang. I loved it then and I love it now. It is probably my most played Spice Girls song. They came back with a new look, a new sound. They got their sexy black leather outfits out and they gave us a show that I'm still loving to this day. And also with those sexy black outfits in the video, we've got to reference the four elements because didn't each of them take on and represent an element in the video? Like, you know, babe, well, I remember Mel C, she was earth. Yeah. Emma was water, Victoria was air and Melby was fire. That's right. There you go. Oh, this. And then in the um, other side of the double A side single, let love lead the way. They switched all the elements around for that video. They did. They're so versatile. Diversity. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love when we both basically said you the got same a good thing. concept. You want to see it through, right? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I would love. I would pay a lot of money on eBay to like buy the mood boards that had been in the video pitch. Mm. Just imagine those four mood boards with like, you know, a bit of like blue material stapled onto one, like a a crayon drawing of a fire in another. (laughs) Beautiful. That that deserves to be in the Natural History Museum. (laughs) And it should be. And the Science Museum. Well, this is it. Just educating (laughs) us. This song is so, so important to me. Mm -hmm. It, it, it because I was a, the biggest Spice Girls fan of all time, still am, and you know I was worried about the girls after Jerry left and all that, and they came back with this, and it genuinely is such a great song. I loved their version of it in uh, two thousand seven in the Return of the Spice Girls tour. It was very cool, and they had their dancers on on leads or leashes walking around the stage. Yeah, that was epic. It was so good, and then their version we I didn't sadly get to see this, and I would love to hear if, if you both in the uk did but their version on the 2019 tour was really cool mm. and really good oh we were there oh we were joel there. and i were there yeah and we you know obviously then by the, the the more recent tour they were a different member down so me and david from our seats had to do what any rightfully spice fan should do and we filled in and did the vb ad libs from our seats <laughs> oh 
Bear in mind, guys, when I went to see the show with Joel, I went with my boss as well. So he and his partner were right next to us. And his partner was like, gosh, you guys are fans, right? You just, you you know, every lyric to every song, even, even the album tracks. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how could you not? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'm going to do the rap from love thing. Like, Stop pushing. You're rushing. You're losing my love. Yeah. It's like, whatever. <laughs> Wait, and also we should mention your podcast is named after a, a Spice Girls track from this era, which is it Dark Child produced? Uh, oh, yeah. uh, no, it's not. No, I think it's on, Jimmy up, Jam and up. Terry Lewis, isn't it? No, no, no. It. I don't think it was written. It wasn't written by Dark Child because Right Back At You came from an earlier session of Forever. But I think the version on the album has been co-produced or reproduced by Dark Child. So... He's, he's yeah. involved. He's involved. He's largely in charge on the Forever album. Oh, he yeah. sure is. Rodney Jerkins himself didn't produce Right Back At You, but it was the Dark Child family that produced that one. Got it. And it is hard. In the same universe. It, it is hard, like, looking up all these songs, and, we, you know, it, it. it's hard to always say, but I never fully know if Dark Child has written, produced, mm. or whatever. A lot of them, I'm like, he's involved. It, it's a Dark Child song. Fine. I'm fine with that. Um, oh, actually, while while we're on the subject, any other standouts from the Forever album for you all? Oh, my God. So many. We actually did an episode dedicated to, Joel, was it 20 Years of Forever? Yeah, 20 Years of Forever. We did a 20 Years of Forever episode where we literally just, it was a full tribute to all 11 songs on the album, including Goodbye, which kind of came before the album but was tacked on anyway. Personally, I love If You Want to Have Some Fun, which, sorry, I know it's a Dark Child episode, but that's a Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis classic. Would have loved another Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis up-tempo on the album, but that really deserved a moment. That song is fantastic. And also, I believe they released like a promo video for it and it was released to to radio stations. It was going to be the next single, then it never just happened. It never just never happened in the end. Mm. It never happened. Um, As I said at the time, I love that song, but it just could have done with being honeyer, as in a bit more huntastic. I thought you meant Jessica Alba, honey. No, different different H-U-N. Yeah, not Honey Daniels. Honey. Wait a minute. One for the hun. What about Honey, the musical, H-U-N-N-Y? Wait a minute, now we're on to something. Starring the GC, Gemma Collins. No, no, (laughs) What, Gemma Collins? Do people in America know about Gemma Collins? they do. They do. Gemma Collins as Honey Daniels. (laughs) (laughs) All right, love. Just what, dribbling that basketball? (laughs) All right, right, we'll do a bit of choreo. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, babes, I ain't got time for this. Yeah, Get that fire exit door open. (laughs) I think in that version, black would have to be renamed white. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) No. But Holler by the Spice Girls, Joel, what what a track to bring up. Any any other thoughts, musings, things we want to add into this before we move on to the next song? Just a UK number one smash hit. I mean, Dark Child does practically have a guest spot on this song. Mm-hmm. The amount of times they have Dark Child. He's, he's, he's kind of like, well, he must have known. He must have been in the studio with the girls and thought, God, this track is hot. I'm going to like increase the amount of times I say my name on it. <laughs> and also, wasn't it for a while before they released it, it was called Holler Holler, and then they just decided to yes. call it Holler. I seem to remember yes. that. I actually, As Melanie C said, of course, Holler Holler from the Brits is on the album, but, uh, <laughs> you know. 
Um, my favourite thing about it, and this is, you know, in this world, like, this is something we don't joke about. We, Me and David are both Victoria Beckham stands, oh, and mm-hmm. I love her vocals on this track. It, it, I love her ad-libs. I am personally a big fan of her voice. I think she shines on this song, and I wish we'd had a Dark Child moment on her debut album. Oh. It's really funny that Dark Child didn't work with a VB, right? Yeah. I mean, we know he has a hand in Mel B's album, which kind of feels like Mel B's first solo album was made around the same time as Forever, so it kind of felt like, oh, you know, since we're on this email thread, Melanie, do you want to come in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but wait, Phoebe I wonder, should have had one, shouldn't she? But wait, who did she work with? Because that was the whole Damon Dash era mm. for her, wasn't it? Do you think- no, no, no. Damon Dash came after. Do you know who actually, this is quite topical and quite timely. Do you know who worked on the VB's album, like personally had a hand in it? Who was it? The interim CEO and president of the Recording Academy, Harvey Mason Jr. Oh, <laughs> who was part of the collective, the underdogs, who has worked with Whitney and all these other people. So, yeah, hmm. just, just let that marinate and sink in. The CEO of the Recording Academy, the Grammys, has personally worked on Victoria Beckham's album. It's, it's, almost, it's almost as if the entire Grammys are a bit of a sham. <laughs> almost. I, I, think, I think the opposite, it means that, Grammys 2022 should open with a Victoria Beckham like tribute with all different <laughs> Grammy winning artists. Music awards. Yeah, like all different Grammy winning artists doing her songs. You know, like the Kennedy Center Awards where they sit in the balcony and like watch yeah. people do their songs. Mm. Or like the, my favorite, the the VH1 Icon Award in 2001 for Janet Jackson when <laughs> Usher, Maya, and Pink did that tribute. Yes. We could do that, yeah. but to Victoria Beckham songs. I could, I'm imagining like Dua Lipa doing Not Such an Innocent Girl. I think she could do that one. Ooh. She could do that, yeah, like quite a good credit, I think. I, yeah, she could definitely do some really weak choreography where she, like, you know, slides up her leg. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or she could do it with someone else as good, good Victoria and bad, bad Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. Oh, actual, well, you know actual Victoria are... Beckham could be the bad Victoria, <laughs> <laughs> making her stage return only for the grandest yeah. love. Um, I do need to say at this point, mm. in relation to the song "Holler" by the Spice Girls, I met dark child rodney jerkins he was yes so he was in he was coming in for a meeting uh, at the company i was working at a couple of years ago and everyone in the office so we we had this weekly meeting where it was like okay these are the projects in the pipeline blah 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 okay we have this show and yeah we're, we're talking to uh, uh rodney jerkins and i just went and made a noise and they're like do, do you know who that is ben i'm like Yes. And then I proceeded to make a Spotify playlist for everyone in the office just so they fully got educated. So he came in um, to the office and before he went to the meeting, they were like, Ben, we want you to meet Rodney. So I had a good old chit chat with him. (laughs) Now, I feel like when people meet him, like fans meet him, they might go for, you know, let's talk about say my name. Let's talk about all these things. I was just, no. Holler by the Spice Girls. (laughs) Rodney, let's discuss. And the thing he told me was, when he met the Spice Girls, he went over to London and he went on a night out with them. And he went, like, had a big boozy, Ooh, like, night out at all these clubs. <laughs> <laughs> got a treasure chest. They got a treasure chest and they all got a straw oh, in that no. treasure chest and shared it. Um, <laughs> so they went on, like, a big fun night out. And he said that the girls introduced him because there's a lot of garage music going on at the time. Translation for US listeners, garage music. Oh, I've tried to explain that to people I work with. It doesn't make any doesn't sense. Doesn't make any they sense. Think you're talking me. about ga- like garage rock. Oh god, no. no. 
so he said that the girls because they went these nights out he they introduced him to this type of music that just wasn't in the u.s at the time he was inspired by it and then went back to the u.s and wrote some songs for destiny's child because he was so inspired in his nights out with the spice girls i'm just in my head i'm imagining them imagining mel being mel b being like hey rodney try some of this treasure chest this is sweet female attitude flowers it's great This is what the plot of Spice World 2 needs to be. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I just had a little heart attack when you said that. Woo. Spice World. Spice World coming to America. Oh, <laughs> my God. So, well, Joel, thank you so much for bringing Holler. Well, I was going to say Holler to our... T- what, what is it, babes? What have you got to add? I know that we've already we've talked about Victoria in that song, but Victoria in that video, which is in the wind tunnel, and her feet oh, are in the, like in the, ski boots. To, in the ski boots attached to the ground. <laughs> Stunning, beautiful, iconic... I want to see it forever and ever. Yep. And that's when she's really doing the ad libs. Yep. Right. Joel, holler by the Spice Girls. Thank you. We, we adore, we appreciate, we will continue to listen forever. Oh. Next up on our Dark Child road trip, as it were, David, you've got a song you want to bring to the table. Let's hear about it. Now, this one is a little bit of a rarity and was never actually released officially as a single, sadly. I am talking about Tyra Banks' single, Shake Ya Body, which came out in the year the noughties was obsessed with America's Next Top Model and I was I uh, was no exception but I actually discovered this quite a few years after it came out because um, I only started watching ANTM about cycle four okay so basically everyone knows Tyra Banks right mogul tv presenter businesswoman model all that actress. stuff but you know s- s- actress somewhere down the list is also one-time pop star so Allegedly, for about six years, Tyra tried to make it in the music business. You would never know it because she only ever really had this song and one other collab. But this is an absolute dark child banger classic. I would say it's a really beautiful sister track to Black's I'm Good. If you guys can sort of see it and feel it. We're we're a big fan of a double A side single, so why not? Yeah. I mean, this is, I feel like Dark Child would have been working on this, you know, uh, whatever, like Logic on all that uh, uh, garage band or whatever it is he's using. And then <laughs> just thought, you know what, let's loop this and do something for Tyra. Because I feel like this was transplanted from the same body of work. And look, uh, we have to talk about Tyra's efforts as a pop star. Not the most stellar vocalist to be fair but i think it suits the song guys what do you think yeah yeah i think when you look down at the full list of people that he's worked with she vocally is not up at the top but she's maybe not also at the bottom either so i well my thing my thing with this song is 
it's oh i mean it is dark child through and through the bleeps the blops the the, the bangings of the pans it's all there <laughs> i'm just gonna give you a little a little taster move your body body move your body body move your body body <laughs> beautiful that's the that's the fraser york remix um but my my only issue with it is yes she's not maybe she's not the the weakest or the strongest of dark child um produced singers but Tyra as a force mm. is so strong and, you know, she, she could walk into a room and there's a wind tunnel and she could destroy everything in that room. Her voice as a singer doesn't live up to that. Right. So that's my only issue. Brand wise for her, it's not quite there. But then also brand wise for her, she's someone who'll try everything and boy does she. Yeah. And she tried a song. I will say the video. And the video was absolutely sickening. Yes. Yeah. Because she did a very RuPaul move pre RuPaul's Drag yeah. Race was even thought about. She had all the contestants of Cycle 2 of America's Next Top Model star in her music video and she turned it into a challenge mm -hmm. in one of the episodes. And, you know, it was, it kind of felt like it could have gotten a proper single release if she wanted to. But what she did was just use the track as a promo for Cycle 2 of the series, which. I think in a way, maybe if you know that it's not going to succeed, that's a very clever way of doing it. So you can't be like, oh, no, it flopped when you didn't release it properly. right? Also, I wonder budget wise, if she if the, the show then paid for it or like the promo department for the show paid for it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So she wouldn't have to fund it herself, yeah. and the record co company wouldn't have no record company maybe had to pay for it. That's quite classic Tyra business move. Yeah, because if you look, there is a promo CD and it says UPN, which was, you know, originally half of the CW. It's the network that Top Model was on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was a UPN production. There's no label involved. Um, but I think, well, what's interesting is that it was a clever move, but I think it was slightly ahead of its time to do this song in the show element. And that's something that the Disney Channel's done quite well over the years. There's a lot of like Disney Channel stars that launched their music careers and it would be shown on the Disney Channel a lot. And maybe we just weren't quite ready for that in a more adult sphere. But I actually um, kind of disagree with everyone that I think she's sounds quite good on the song. I think she's, I would say she's like a good singer and I think she sounds quite good on the track. I think she's a really good dancer and performer in the video. Um, and I think she's a great actress as well. So, you know, we've seen that she can act in things. Um, and I think she's quite a force. And it's a, I think we were actually robbed to not get a full album of this. And I think it would be a gay Twitter cult favourite still to this day. Mm, okay, well, I'm going to just throw something out there, though. Imagine Nicole Scherzinger doing this song. Oh. Nicole Scherzinger's got plenty of songs of this ilk from her, her name is Nicole era, right? Like we can easily picture it. This is definitely like track 19 on CD2 of like a Pussycat Dolls album. Yeah. <laughs> or like a German exclusive bonus track yeah, to Target. Ja Japanese bonus <laughs> album track. Austria. Aust oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's... But you know what? We got to give a shout out to Tara for trying it, you know, and I think she she's very honest about it. She did an interview a couple of years ago with Entertainment Weekly where she said, I do feel like it's a good song. It just didn't have the right person singing it. 
if Janet Jackson or Jennifer Lopez sang it, then it would have been huge. So that's very honest of Tyra. And she recognized it. And look, I, I still play this song a lot. It's not on streaming, sadly. I have it on my personal laptop from back in the day. <laughs> Don't ask me how I got it. Um, <laughs> we, but it's a bop, guys. Give it a chance. We should, we should literally live rent-free in my mind for the last two weeks. Yeah. And I love it. We should try and uh, like get it onto streaming i feel like between the four of us we, we've got enough passion to try and get it onto streaming whether anyone come on pop it. music activism yeah. <laughs> that's the activism we really need in the year 2021 yeah, isn't I it think, i think that right now it feels like there's nothing else for anyone to concentrate on so let's all get tyra banks everybody onto streaming have you have you all been following the fact that she is releasing an ice cream called this the smite no. smize cream have you heard about this <laughs> no. So No, this is brand new information. Okay, so you remember for a while, she was trying to create that pop-up thing, which was a theme park, but wasn't a theme park, called like Model Land. Mm. Do you remember that? Oh my uh, God. Oh yeah, I do remember so that. It really, Her Dollywood. Exactly, but it was really just going to be like a small um, activation where you'd go and you'd take photographs through Instagram. Now, obviously, no one's going anywhere in groups of people right now taking photographs. And this, is, this was meant to be in Santa Monica. So she's pivoted and she's now making an ice cream and she's opening up an ice cream store and brand. And I think it's called Smize Cream. And every every tub of it has a surprise in the middle. And that surprise is just a giant clump of cookie dough. And each tub oh. of ice cream... Oh God, I thought you were going to say like it was a mini disc of this single. Yeah. <laughs> a mini disc. Oh, honey. That, that would be wonderful. You really had me there. That would be wonderful, but also like just a lawsuit. Imagine like choking on a mini disc. You're like, oh, you know? Mid ice cream. Tyra really feels like someone that would have bought into the mini disc hype, doesn't she? <laughs> I bet she had the full. Yeah. She had the full system. Where, where actually, uh, Joel and David, where were you with mini discs back in the day? Fascinated, wanted one, never got one, oh, and then I never got one either. The phase passed by the time I could afford one. Oh, well, I, I have to say, I had multiple portable mini disc players. They kept on breaking. Multiple, oh, wow. you millionaire. Well, they just kept on breaking. So I, they kept on breaking, so I could take it back to Argos and get just exchange it. And then uh. I had a, a Sony Sony um, um, mini disc and CD combo unit in my room, and it was really cool because. The um, like the the wire mesh over the speakers, you could change them out for different colors. Wow! And I did. <laughs> I bet oh you did. Gosh. Well, I have to tell you guys that not only did I have a mini disc hi-fi and a personal portable mini disc player, I also had a mini disc player in my car. Whoa! When I turned seventeen, Bloody I had yeah. a mini disc player. I had different mixes for different things. I would have the going out mix where I would wow. driving my friends from the wilds of Norfolk into Norwich, and I would be that would be like hype, and then I'd have a chill out kind of mini disc for when all my drunk friends needed to calm down on the way home and I was driving everyone back to their villages in Norfolk. Well, I mean, you're just asking to be broken in with a, a CD mini disc system like that in your car. Well, you know, you know that I had a CD player before that, that my car got broken into and S Club 7's greatest hits uh, got removed from the CD player and left oh, on the passenger oh seat. Oh, Lord. <laughs> they were like, we're taking the stereo, uh, but not the S Club 7 greatest hits. Whoa. I'm being my best friend where it, me and my best friend were in his car once and we were blasting S Club 7 Greatest Hits and uh, we crashed. Luckily, it was like just minor, but we, we crashed. Well, we have to ask which song. Which song? You didn't tell Tina Barrett that. Yeah. I wasn't going to tell Tina that. <laughs> that, sounds, that. That would sound like you're, you're bringing Tina onto your podcast so you could then like, you know, sue her and like do some sort of so personal claims. <laughs> Wait, what song did um, you crash I can't, to? I can't remember. 
I can't remember what one. It was like up tempo banger though. Like we were like in it. Like was it love ain't gonna wait for you? <laughs> I think it was probably bought. new or something like that. My my friend once made her sister crash her car because she was singing um Leanne Rhymes How Can I Live? Oh gosh. Oh, just the, the power of her vocals. Yeah, how it. ironic. <laughs> the power the power of her vocals just took over the, the car and just <laughs> made it crash. So how many like mini discs did you both own? Oh, like well, were they elusive in your collection or did you have loads? Well, I the key with mini discs for me were playlists. I yeah. never actually bought like an album of mini disc. I just constantly oh, made okay. playlists from CDs onto mini discs. So like there, I tell you what, the autumn 1999 playlist was a bit of a banger. Um, I had a lot of that amazing. much like Fraser. I had one that was called like the, um, the ZZZ playlist, which is just like your chill out one translation for our us listeners zzz those are my main ones I, yeah i think my moral mixes and then inexplicably i just owned steptacular the the mini disc of steptacular and um, their album which was like official oh release another museum piece yeah there. i mm. mean that's definitely collecting dust in a box somewhere in my dad's house in uh, in norfolk so i should really get in i should really find them <laughs> yeah all i remember yeah, as I... well is that quite often because the thing with mini discs was you, what was great is they couldn't scratch so, you, you know, the higher quality than cassettes, not quite as high as CDs, but they couldn't scratch. They're meant to essentially live forever. However, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I have etched into my memory an error code on my Sony um, system <laughs> that was just the C19 error code. And that's when that's when the mini just went wrong. COVID-19. What? Co- <gasps> oh, my God. <sighs> oh, my God. Oh my god! The Y2K bug had a real life illness, and it was COVID nineteen. And it was in your mini disc fucking player. Predicted everything. Oh my god! Imagine! Oh my god! Imagine a biological warfare thriller movie set in the early two thousands where COVID 19s on a mini disc. <laughs> this is the B plot of the Honey Stage musical, <laughs> which is essentially an update of the Sandra Bullock movie The Net. So we've got The Net meets Sister Act Two meets Honey, the stage musical. <laughs> wow. All funded by the mini disc, um, mini disc industry, because they're trying to bring them back. The mini disc relaunch. Mini disc relaunch. Oh my word. I feel Jesus incredibly Christ. overwhelmed. Right. Thank you so much for bringing up um, uh, uh, Tyra's short-lived but glorious music career should i uh should i introduce you i feel like you've been doing the the anchor position for oh, this thank you. you've been the Whoopi goldberg translation to who does who's, who's the <laughs> loose woman nadia swell <laughs> i'll take the reins okay, okay. i'm denise welsher okay <laughs> so so finally we're gonna hear from ben what ben what's your what's your dark child choice talk to us well as listeners may have may have realized by now, we're not going for the most obvious of tracks. We, uh, much like David, we're going for some rarities. Oh, so okay? you're not doing telephone? I'm not doing telephone, no. <laughs> so I would like to bring up the track by Britney Spears, which is maybe, I would say it's in my top three Britney Spears songs of all times. Mm. It's an album track wow. called Ooh. He About To Lose Me. Ooh. 
Now, this song was on the 2011 album, The Femme Fatale, or just Femme Fatale, Britney Spears. You know, we've got our Till the World Ends. We've got He About to Lose Me. We've got all those. We've got Criminal. I know a song that really irks you, babes, because of that flute. (laughs) I fucking hate Criminal. I hate that flute. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. We're not going to talk about that flute today. So (laughs) here... You're, you're so musical today. <laughs> I know. I'm really full of beans today. You really are. <laughs> okay, so He About to Lose Me is a Britney track. A lot of people might not know if they're not a homosexual of a certain age, but also it was a bonus track um, on... Uh, it was a, Yeah, it was part of the deluxe release, the deluxe version of Femme Fatale. This song, that well, that album in general is so... You know, it's very much down a Red Bull and let's get going, that album. <laughs> and then this song kind of came towards the end and it's it's quite downbeat. There is maybe a bongo drum. I don't know what kind of drum that is. <laughs> Apologies if I called it the wrong thing. Bongo drum. And this is a song where you can actually hear Britney's voice. Mm. Compared to a lot of the other songs on the Femme Fatale album, look, I love Till the World Ends and, and all those songs, but it's very, um, you know, it's been put through a, a later year's share um, yeah, system. Lost in a, like a digital wasteland, isn't she? Exactly. Vocally. This song, I feel like Britney turned up to the studio and just sang passionately in one take and they didn't do much to the vocal. She sounds phenomenal. And it's really bleak and sad and i really i feel like britney loves this song and that makes me love it even more she says things in it like i'm touching hands with someone seriously beautiful i feel it burning and i know i'm standing far too close all these things and i've got someone waiting at home he says he in love but lately i just don't know it's quite it's very very sad i feel like in britney's career there are a lot of clues and signs to, to sadness, you know, going on. And I feel like this is one of them. But this song, she performed on a few select dates of the Femme Fatale tour. Again, I think this is a song that Britney really insisted on performing. And everyone's like, okay, well, look, we'll let her do a couple. We'll let her like perform in a couple of mm. shows and then we're going to take it out. Mm. And when she performed it, you'll find some clips on YouTube, YouTube for our UK listeners. Um, she's on a chaise long. And she's just kind of like thrusting her body up and down and putting herself in different positions and all the dancers are around her. But you can, the vocal, you can hear the pre-recorded vocal, Mm. but you can also hear her sing over it. Right. Like she really, she really is going for it. She's enjoying it. And I have to say, ladies, this is definitely a song a few times I've played in my, in my, my earphones as I've been falling asleep at night. (laughs) Like a lullaby. Like a lullaby. Oh my God. Right. Thoughts, feelings, and emotions about He About to Lose Me by Britney Spears. I feel like I've learned so much about this particular track. Look, I absolutely love Femme Fatale, the album. I actually didn't even know this was produced by Dark Child. Like when I saw this on your list, I was just like, how is this not on my Dark Child playlist? Which I, it really ought to be. The, the second I get off this, I'm adding it to um, the Spotify playlist. But it's a fantastic song. And also, I think what's really interesting, we're, we're talking about Dark Child's work here, right? Are we? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> what's really interesting is we're getting to this period of his uh, production discography where it's a little bit more fluid and it doesn't always have the signature dark child sound that we've come to know mm-hmm. if you listen to certain cluster of singles and hits that he has you know the 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 saucepan and all that kind of stuff 
there are very clear sonic um, similarities in his discography. But I think as we got towards the kind of 2010s, he started to be a little bit more diverse in his sound. So as a result, I didn't even, listening to this album, I didn't even clock it was a Dark Child production. I think that's a really good point because this is definitely, this is 2011. So in terms of peak Dark Child years, which were, I'm just going to say, or maybe like 1999 to around 2009. Um, this is... We got to take it back earlier though, like kind of Brandy mm, that's Dark true, Child yeah. era. So, that's true. So maybe Finesse like mid-90s Brandy, to sort of... Yeah, early-ish, 2005-ish, yeah. Well, I think you hit on something that maybe a lot of producers um, have to deal with. I know, for example, like DJ Mustard, or Mustard as he now goes, he's dealt with this in the past, where they get successful with a, a specific sound, and then people just come to them again and again wanting that same sound. Whereas I feel like this song, mm-hmm. as you said, it doesn't necessarily sound like... Uh, you know, stereotypical dark child song. So maybe in these slightly later years, he was kind of just doing whatever, whatever he wanted. Yeah. A bit of diversity, a bit of versatility, I guess. Cause as well, you can't, you know, you can't keep saying dark child 2000 at the beginning of every song in 2011. Um, <laughs> and so it's time to no, but I didn't mean that in a, you know, sassy way, but it's time to show, you know what? I have got more strings under my bow and, Let's get Britney on the phone and let's make some magic. Um, so I actually just got the Femme Fatale album on vinyl. Ooh. And I was gutted that these deluxe tracks are not on it because all the deluxe songs on this album are really good. Like, you know how some albums feel like the album and then sort of bonus tracks. It just feels like the deluxe tracks are kind of part of or what makes the album. Like, I totally. love the song Up and Down on it um and she performed yeah like you said like a lot of these bonus tracks on the femme fatale tour so it kind of just feels like the last chapter of the album's missing a little bit um but it's a brilliant song and also just want to give a shout out to the co-writer of this song which is a singer called uh uh ina Rudson, who my boyfriend loves so just gonna give her a shout wait, out ina's great she wrote a lot of the saturdays hits wait a yeah. minute though what norwegian singer hang on what are her songs because i feel like I know. Well, she recently had the song with Jax Jones, Breathe. Oh. And now it's hard to breathe. I'm not in love. Oh, yeah, that's a great yeah. song. Tell myself I'm not into you. Yeah, she's written loads as well. Iconic. Oh, well, the fact that she's involved thrills me so. But Joel, I think you're 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 right also with, with Britney in general. Often the deluxe tracks or the tracks that are the bonus tracks are the best ones. I know as like a, a Britney stand through the years, that's always been a frustration. And we saw that really come to fruition last year with Mudring finally getting a release <laughs> because again, Mudring for me yeah. is in my top. Okay, do you know, I'm just going to give you my Britney top oh, God, three. Okay. <laughs> Slave for You <laughs> and then Tied in second place, it's He About to Lose Me and Mudring. Those wow. are my three favorite Britney Lovely. tracks. Wow. I know. Dead vibey. That's yeah. me. Well, ben, likes a, ben likes a melancholy pop song. That's why. Oh, I love it. <laughs> right we are we have really been around the houses on our dark child special it's it's been joyous now as as i sort of mentioned before being the 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 people that we are we definitely focused on a few of the deeper cuts so i think we should round off our discussion as we often do 
as we try to do every episode in Your Welcome America, we're going to play a game of welcome, not welcome. And yeah. the way it's going to work is I'm going to say uh, a Dark Child-related song, and we all have to agree whether it's welcome or not, i.e. whether we like it or not. Okay, are we all up for this? We have to agree. We can't have different opinions. We can have different opinions, but we might we might disregard <laughs> some like of the majority. Opinions. Is it like majority right. wins? It should be majority like wins. Yeah, it should be majority okay. wins. Because, okay. because we've okay. actually got the ability to to have a majority for once rather than just you and me arguing about stuff. So we can... <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Welcome or not welcome, Say My Name by Destiny's Child. Welcome. Definitely welcome. I'm going to say welcome. I'm going with not welcome. <gasps> and oh my God. I'm sick of it. That's I'm, what it is. I'm sick of it. And for me, I would much rather like a bugaboo or a jumping, jumping, say my name. I've just heard way too much. Oh, you think it's the, it's the S club seven reach of the, of the discography. Yeah. It's the toxic. Oh, it is. I, I, I agree. I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. Mm. I just have to say in, um, in preparation to us doing this, I've been listening to a lunch, bunch of dark child playlists, including David's. And literally I was in the shower, say my name came on and I was like pretending that I was the newest member of Destiny's Child. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, I snatched the mic off Beyonce and like did all the ad libs and it was so much fun. I'm sure my neighbors didn't find it as much fun. But I also love how that was a water setup you yeah. had as well. You know, yeah. like doing it in the shower. It's very dramatic. Well, bringing in some of the elements. Yeah, and dangerous. Oh, it is a bit slippy. Oh, you're you're right. That is a bit slippy. You got to be careful when you're doing that. Okay, yeah, well, don't ma- try that at home. Majority rules say my name's welcome. Yeah, welcome or not welcome. The boy is mine by Brandy and Monica. Welcome. Oh eternally welcomed yeah i'm I'm gonna have to say welcome forever especially because i'm gonna relate it to a personal situation of mine which is i was once in love with a guy who had a girlfriend and uh, there was an actual and everyone found out about it and then there was just an actual running joke that me and her were gonna perform uh, the boy is mine together <laughs> oh at their wedding <laughs> oh stop that, that should be the c plot in the honey okay c plot okay perfect <laughs> oh my god well i'm gonna say the boy's mind is incredibly welcome for two well for many reasons but two of them the intro the boy's mind the boy's more more and more i love i love anything in a song or scenario where something goes wrong yes you and know? the talking intro oh, yes. oh the talking intro yeah oh. it's iconic yeah, there's somebody named how does it go? I know his name. Yeah. I know his name. <laughs> isn't that Mackay Pfeiffer? Isn't he the guy in the video? Oh, he's gorgeous, yeah. isn't he? Oh, gorgeous. Love Mackay Pfeiffer. He was also in I Still Know What You Did Last Summer with Brandy, the movie. He gets killed with a hook through the bottom of his mouth. Oh, they all get killed. So the boy is hers after oh, all. There you wow. go. <laughs> that movie Me and David, it. we watched that film together, didn't we, David? Oh, that was just, yeah. I miss our nights of just whining like random horror movies. I still know what you did last summer is a, a real stretch of a movie as well. We, really tough. It's actually visually very pleasing, though. I mean, the plot leaves a bit to be desired, but the colours really pop, yes. which I was pleasantly <laughs> No, I know what you mean. <laughs> Apart from speaking of colour, though, Jack Black as the uh, white rasta. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> he also gets murdered, though, so it's fine. Oh, that's Well, that's why he gets murdered. <laughs> fine. Okay, welcome or not welcome, Telephone by Lady Gaga. And just a little lady called uh, Beyonce just makes appearance as well. Um, I'm going to say not welcome. Julie. <gasps> uh, <laughs> I mean, look, don't get me wrong, it's an amazing song. It was a huge pop culture moment, but we did play it to death. And I really, I would love to have seen it. It was obviously originally offered to Britney, and I'd love to have seen that happen. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to throw out a not welcome either. Again, a huge moment. 
Um, in fact, she came on the show. I was working at the time and she performed it. Super fun. It's just a bit trudgy. You know what I mean? Like a bit like bum, 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 yeah. bum, bum, bum. And it's just not my, not my fave. Um, I feel like David has other thoughts though. Welcome or not welcome. This is always welcome because it has such a particular memory and kind of nostalgic element for me because I just, it's kind of like, it takes me back to my early uni years Mm. or towards the end of my uni years when I used to go out clubbing a lot. And this was just like, you know, the, uh, the fame monster CD was just constantly in my car and it's such an elaborate production. Like the, the bass is so heavy and it just felt like dark child really like double layered everything. And it just felt so over the top. You've got this song and also the pussycat dolls. Um, when I grow up, uh, what's the, when I grow up, when I grow up and also Janet Jackson's feedback, like these three are back to back on my dark child playlist and they sit together in a universe. And I live for that. Oh yeah. If anyone ever listens to David's playlist, don't hit shuffle because he's (laughs) done a curated experience for you and he gets really upset if you shuffle it. Fair enough. I'm going to, I'm going to look for this afterwards. Well, that makes me the deciding vote then, doesn't it? For, um, for this or to make it a tie. And unfortunately I'm going to have to say not welcome as well. For those same reasons. Sorry, wow. I love this song. I do love this song, but I just, I can't hear it anymore. And actually I have a playlist which is called uh, White Wine and Marlboro Menthols. And it reminds me of my twenties when I, all I would do is smoke Marlboro <laughs> Menthols and drink endless buckets of white wine. And it's all songs that make me feel slightly like I'm having a heart attack. And this song is like number one on that playlist. Got it. It's all songs that make me feel really on edge and like kind of insane. Wait, by the way, we have to ask David, David, what uni did you go to? Oh, this was in Australia. I went to Monash University. Oh, not down under you. <laughs> An Australian university. Oh, oh, Joel has you? this thing. Joel has this thing on our podcast where he's like, every time we reference my high school, he would just call it like down under high as if like Jamey was part of it as well. Of course, down under high. <laughs> you went to the down under library to get your books. <laughs> We could win. Uh, you shouldn't have told us that because we're going to do that now. <laughs> Down under uni. I love that. Okay, final welcome, not welcome. If I told you that with Whitney and George Michael. <gasps> A million times percent welcome. Yeah. Yeah. 100% welcome. Oh, I was actually just watching this music video this morning. Uh-huh. It's just so stunning. And I imagine somewhere in heaven, Everyone's getting this performance every single day, oh, and yes. I'm so jealous. Oh my God, imagine a heavenly performance of this where they're just like floating around in clouds singing that, and everyone's drinking like heavenly cocktails that bubble over with, with little smoke. clouds. Yeah. So, oh my God. <laughs> you have factored in that. I mean, I love that. I actually also have a. Like, if you want to see a lip sync battle, this <laughs> is the standard of which lip sync battle should be held Whitney versus George. I mean, at some point, George just started laughing because he was just like, I can't believe Whitney's like serving so fucking hard. Yeah. I'm just going to stand back and watch because she was like, I mean, Shantae, you stay with me. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like George, I feel like George would say that. He'd be like, Rue, I, I don't need you to tell us. I'm going to say Whitney, Shantae, you stay, you know, like George gets yeah. it. And the name on the lipstick is George. Yeah. <laughs> George. <laughs> oh, I love that song. I actually have a slightly secret love for that uh, duet that she did with Enrique Iglesias as well. Remember that one? Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, so good. That was big in Australia. Yeah. And gorgeous music video yeah. as well. I don't know that one. It's, um, what's, what's it actually called? <laughs> Could I hold you for a night? Could I, da, 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 da. Could I, could I, could I have this kiss oh, forever? Oh, could yes. I have this kiss forever? Right. We have come to the end of our Dark oh. Child special. Although 
we should probably work out what the who the UK equivalent of Dark Child is. That's something I've not prepared in my head. Oh shit! Uh oh. Oh, I know who the UK equivalent oh. of Dark Child oh, is. Xenomania. Oh. oh. You know how we were saying. You know, there's a few different people in Dark Child, and you were getting confused if it was Dark Child or not. If maybe it wasn't exclusively Rodney Jerkins, but there's people in the Dark Child family, so you consider it Dark Child or Dark Child adjacent. So you've got Xenomania, you've got Brian Higgins, but you've got a whole amazing team there. I think that's great, and also both Dark Child and Xenomania. Some of their songs are like f- filled with way too many things, and that's what makes it great. You know, they're they're yeah, they're signature. In- beautifully messy in many ways kitchen sink songs kitchen sink songs well i mean shout out is this a xenomania song um what's the saturday song we like where someone throws a (laughs) someone throws a potato in a a metal bucket (laughs) you're talking 30 days there's a bit in the middle of 30 days that i once read a review of it and they said that there's a bit in it where it sounds like someone throwing a potato an uncooked potato into a metal bin and um, just you, you listen to it. It's it's where like the song cuts out, and then you just hear this like. I don't, I don't know if that is a Xenomania wow. song. I don't know. No matter what, it's a great song. And actually, just, no, that one was a no. Just going back earlier to what you were saying about things that are available in the US are not available for quite a while. The Saturdays just were not available in the US and streaming services. And then about three months ago on my, my Spotify, I got a notification that said just released its issues by the Saturdays. And I was like, huh? Okay. Just came out. Right. Iconic. Time travel. Also that, I tell you what, that Saturday's mega mix. Oh, oh something of dreams. Get the poppers out. That's, that's really got me through many a run. Joel and David, thank you so much for coming on our show. If people want to hear more from you, more of your voices, where do they need to go? Well, firstly, thank you so much for having us on. But yeah, you can find our podcast right back at you. Uh, just search right back at you wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on all social platforms, even TikTok at <gasps> right back pod. Beautiful. Oh my god, we can barely keep an Instagram running. I've, I mean, I've, I've got logged out of our Instagram, and we, we can't. Remember remember the <laughs> we don't remember the passwords. I got a bloody new oh iPhone 12, lord. and I've been logged out. <laughs> my god, we are literally oh no. like two yeah. aunties running this thing. Right. Well, we need to end with the four oh of us saying lord. in unison, "You're welcome." Okay. Oh so gosh. let's try it. I know this, this is difficult. Transatlantic. You're you're, you're welcome. 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 Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you. You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.